Yes, we are welcoming a new show to iHeart and the DraftKings YouTube channel. It's called Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toladano. John Wall doesn't need no introduction. It's an insider's look at the NBA and culture surrounding the league. Every week, the five-time All-Star and the number one pick of the 2010 NBA Draft, John Wall, will give his unique perspective on the hottest topics in the league. So check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, the DraftKings YouTube channel, or wherever you listen to podcasts. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste, or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, Look for delicious Kroger brand products because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. With the new Dexcom G7, you can achieve better diabetes results without painful finger sticks. It sends your glucose numbers to your compatible phone or watch so you can always see where you are and where you're heading. See how food and exercise affects your glucose, making it easier to spend more time in range and lower your A1C. Take more control of your diabetes with the number one recommended CGM brand. It's easy to get started today at Dexcom.com. That's Dexcom.com. Dexcom data on file 2023. If your glucose alerts and readings from the G7 do not match symptoms or expectations, use a blood glucose meter to make diabetes treatment decisions. For a list of compatible devices, visit Dexcom.com slash compatibility. The following is a high five moment from highfivecasino.com. Welcome Burger Yippee, would you like a hot apple pie today? Yes, yes, yeah, I won! Woohoo! So that's a yes on the apple pie? I just went big time playing High Five Casino on my phone. Real cash prizes, free daily rewards, over 1,200 games. Yeah. So yes or no on the apple pie? Woo! <laughs> I won again! I'll take that as a yes. Drive around. Have you had your High Five moment today? Only at HighFiveCasino.com. High Five Casino is a social casino. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited. Play responsibly. Conditions apply. See website for details. High Five Casino. The I Am Rappaport Stereo, Stereo Podcast, live. You're down with Rappaport, yes I am. 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 You better tune in, IamRappaport.com. Because every single podcast, you know he drops bombs. I seen him on set, a seasoned vet with true talent. Catch him on his way to CrossFit, rocking the new balance. He asked me to do the track, because he know I rhyme elite. But I'm just waiting for the Robert, Robert De Niro line of the week. Breakfast of champions, toasted bagel, cream cheese, and locks. This is I Am Rappaport. The show never stops. We might catch him out in public, stretching his knees. But if you don't listen to the show, yo, wiggle, please. Wiggle, please. I am Rappaport Podcast. All right, what's up? Brand new I Am Rappaport Stereo Podcast coming live and direct, not from the Gloom Tomb. We couldn't do it in the Gloom Tomb. I am on my way to New York. We had some scheduling problems. G Moody, whose last name rhymes with duty, is in New York. I'm on my way to New York City. I will be seeing G Moody, whose last name rhymes with duty. But on today's podcast, the young shooter, Dean Collins, will be humbly filling in as the co-host, the sidekick. No. The, the whole, whole the, you what? No. I just don't want to go by sidekick. You're I the mean, fucking I sidekick. I you're get fu- that, but like. Motherfucker, you're the sidekick. On today's podcast, yo, Laura Ingram, you animal you, you're getting that Willie Hutch treatment. We have some wacky, sick fucks. Plus, I got the CEO, the creator, and the original editor-in-chief 
of Slam Magazine. If you love hoops, you know Slam Magazine. It's the quintessential basketball magazine covering the NBA, NCAA, and high school basketball. They just released a special issue, the 100 Greatest Basketball Players of All Time in Order. My guy Dennis Page, the CEO of Slam Magazine. We're talking about the 100 Greatest Basketball Players in Order put together by Slam Magazine. Who's going to be the number one pick in the draft next year? Some of the most iconic Slam Magazine covers in history and so much more hoops. But first, me and the young shooter are going to do the damn thing. Laura Ingram, hold your fucking head and duck because I'm coming in hot and heavy. But first, Miles Jordan, please, let me get some of that fuck. As I told you, special I Am Rappaport Stereo Podcast, Smash Mouth Podcasting. Cool. Uh, running late to the airport. We had to get it in. We had to get it done. You got to get it in. Got to get it in. Got to get it out. Um, so much going on. I'm on my way to New York City to see... Uh, I'm doing a special episode. Of what? I Am Rappaport Stereo Podcast. What? DJ Premier. Motherfucking DJ Premier. One of the... What can I, he's almost like the Quincy Jones of hip-hop. Of course, him and Guru were Gangstar, but Premier produced so many songs for so many different artists. Showbiz and AG, Big L, a young rapper named Jay-Z, another young rapper named Nas. Some of the songs that he produced on this uh, small record that Nas did called Illmatic, uh, Biggie Smalls, and so much and so more. Can't wait I cannot wait to sit down with Premier in New York City. I've never seen you so, like, you're excited. Like, I'm looking at you and you're like, I really can't wait. Like, you're looking at me like you're looking at me weird in a way. Yo, DJ Premier, like, the, I, I already know that I'm not going to be able to get everything from him because he deserves, like, a, like a four-hour podcast. Yeah, but you're not going to do that. I'm not going to bother him yeah. with me fucking freaking out with him for four hours. But he's produced his catalog of records and songs that he's produced is ridiculous. So I'm going to see him in New York City, see G. Moody in New York City. But we are on the set of Atypical. Uh, we are in a trailer. If you don't get the warm, vibrant sounds that you usually get, the tone from the gloom tomb, I apologize now. But the Dust Brothers, Miles and Jordan... <laughs> Greatest sound men in the business. They'll make it sound. Uh, they'll make it sound real special in this trailer. It's a little warm in here. It's very warm. Not to be confused with the Dust Brothers that did uh, the Fight Club soundtrack. No, not those guys. Because those are the Dust Brothers as well. Yeah, but we we, we 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 jacked that. We okay. jacked that from because have they done anything since? Uh, I, I the don't soundtrack? think so. Okay. They kind of just dropped the mic after that. Um. So listen, I told you. Got yeah. my guy Dennis Page. He's the founder, CEO, all everything Slam Magazine. Um. But I got the shooter here. I'm happy to be here. Always happy to be but, here. But but why why is it? Why is it? Like, you're happy to be here, but as soon as you get here, yeah. wherever that here may be, it's it's just a fucking laundry list of, I'm tired, I'm no, not no, tired, No, no, I'm no, 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 that's not true. I'm that. It's, it's, it's like a fucking nag. I, 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 it's I, like taking care of like a stray dog. You really, that's how you feel? Like, yeah, like a it's dog, like, like an untrained dog. Like, sometimes like he he might piss in the trailer, sometimes he might nah, not man. piss in the trailer. I'm, I'm always on my best behavior. I feel good. Today I am especially tired, I'm not going to lie. I did go to bed at 7 a.m. Why? Um, 
because what were you doing? Well, I was in my bed by 11 p.m. And then I was just about to, my eyes were getting very tired. I was getting really sleepy. Mm -hmm. And then my phone buzzed. And, you know, once you get that buzz, you kind of, you got to wake up from that sleep. And I, you know, grabbed the phone and, hey, you know, from this girl, what you up to? And that led into whatever it did. And what's the whatever it did? Well, then I had to wait up and she said, you know, can I, you know, you want to hang out? I can be over there, you know, like two Two in the morning. She came over. So you were in bed already. I was in bed at 11. She came over at two. And this is a girl you've seen before? Yes. uh, It's a new, new girl. Yes. And how's that going? It's it's good, man. It's good. It's, now, is it's this interesting. a space light deluxe special we got into, or are you beyond the space light? With her? We're, we're like, did you get it. beyond the space light? We're, we're, we're so far into the galaxy. This might be the first time since the podcast that you've gone beyond the space light. Oh, I'm definitely beyond this. I think I've busted the space light out once, and then after that, I didn't really need it anymore. So would you say that the space light is a sort of a, a way to lure them in? Oh, it's an icebreaker. It's not a... I don't like, I know, the, lure, I don't like lure, to say lure, I don't like say lure, man. That's a weird... That's not a good term. That's I like not to a good lure term. The I'm out of the... I'm out of the. I'm a married man. Okay, that's not a good word. No, to say. that's not good either. But I'm just okay. saying it's just a weird word. Okay. Lure. Okay. So um, how's that yeah. been going? It's been good. It's been good. It's been interesting. Um, because uh, I, I, I'm. I, uh, yes, I'm a sexual person. Yeah. I, I'll, I'll say I'm. To- I'm a sexual person, mm-hmm. but nobody. Nobody wants to fucking hear that on that's this show. Fine, but I'm. T- Save that shit for the fucking okay, singles bars you- and Tinder and Grinder nah, and whatever man, the fuck saying, you're on. I'm a sexual person. This like- particular girl that I've been seeing is probably the wildest um sexually and that's why i say i'm i'm a sexual person but i say but because she's really brought this out of me of you know she's just yeah she's like i like it. she's the type of girl that says i need sex every day or i get agitated and i'm like that sounds like an addiction but i don't know if it is an addiction but she's just kind of bringing this so, this side out of me which has been good i don't notice it uh, yeah, well, why would you notice it? So what? What have you noticed that she's brought out of you per se? Just, just a wilder side to to not like uh, what you know. She just she tells me like her fetishes and she's and like, what do you say? Is, I'm like, oh wow. What and are some of her fetishes? Man, what are some keep of her it fet- keep it podcast friendly? But what are All some right. of her fetishes? Like, um, what are some of the things in a roundabout way that she may or may not have she, said? She may or may not have said that she likes bondage she likes being tied oh. down she likes i and have you broken out i have any not done tape? any of that no 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 Yo, i would I've pay money to see you I've never, i w- i could never and she says <laughs> she's asked me do you like role playing and i'm like you know the thing about role play and i was like tell me about role playing she said it's where you play a character and and, and she said i feel like you would laugh throughout the whole thing and i said honestly i i, I can't I'm, like, that's not are me. you good with accents Am I good with accents? Yeah, because if you role play, you yeah, like could do to... like the Irish accent. Like we could do like a McGregor thing. We oh, could do. You you do oh, you fuck. You want to fuck me? Yeah. What do you want to fuck my son? You fuck. Yeah, yeah, no, you're not coming in there. No, I know I'm not. But if you're you're not, saying, but if you say you role play, maybe I can. You open the fucking I'll say, door. Fucking down with my fucking girl. So I'm with a fucking woman. So, so you haven't gotten into role play, but you've been discussing it. No, we haven't. I haven't been discussing it like that's what's going to happen. But I'm just saying, and I told her, I'm like, you does she make you up, nervous? She does not make me nervous. It's a very comfortable thing, and it's and it's it's very it's it's been intimate and it's been comfortable. But I'm just I'm not interested in uh in taking it to that next step. And she's younger, and I'll say that she's younger. Okay. Um, but when I say younger, like 21. Okay. 22. Okay. Um, but it's it's been interesting. But that's why I've been a little tired. She came over. Oh, going back to shit. that, she came. I, I've been seeing her. And would you say how's your fuck game been? 
Now, well, like, how fuck. am I supposed to answer that? Do you know what I'm I mean? Saying, you could be like, I've been good, not good. I've been missing. I'm trying to work on this. It's like, you know, when you're young, I'll tell, I'll, like I'll, when you're young and you're developing your fuck style, yeah. it's sort of like developing your, your basketball game. Like right. I need to work on my, my jump <laughs> shot. Yes. I need to work on my free throws. Oh, for or, sure. People are expecting you, like they're like, yo, Young shooters turning yeah. into a young stick man. Uh, yeah. Like, would what would you say about your fuck style? I would say as of now, yes. it's buck wild. I would say that because it's been very good and I've been very confident. I'm, I'm a very confident person now. You know, I didn't always used to be. I, yeah. I would be a little insecure yeah. with certain things. But, um, you know, I, I the thing is, I got the momentum. You know, it's like... It, you're, the you're momentum, be, let's just say this. You've been busy? I've been busy. Right. But I, but I've been busy with the ladies. You've been busy yeah. with the ladies. Yeah, but like not just like that's my intention is I'm no, I'm going. We, for we them know and, you're not a scumbag. No, I'm not. Well, like, I'll I'm say this. We've said this many times. The shooter is not a scumbag. No. He, it's, it's, it's not your deal. No, um, but um, but you've been busy. I've been busy. So you, well, how would you grade your fuck your fuck so, game? So uh, here's what I'm going to say. Okay, some people, right? They imagine if you never listened to the Iron Rapport Stereo podcast, and there's brand new listeners, and they just yeah. they 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 go, oh, I want to. I've heard this is good or. I yeah. want to hear talk about about Slam Magazine. I've never, I've never listened before. And, and then, then all they, of a sudden, they hear this. Ball. They're like, "What the fuck? Like, is, is this Love Line? Like, what are we dealing with over here? Yeah. You know what I mean?" But anyway, so, so you know, a lot of my friends have this problem where they'll have sex with a girl and they and and they go too soon, right? Like after five seconds, they they bust. they ski till they, they ski. Yes. They ski too soon. They ski too S-T- soon. STS ski too it's, soon. Sure. If that's what you want to, that's going to be a, a brand new I am Rapport Stereo Podcast T-shirt. I can't okay. STS yes. ski too soon. Uh, I still want my young shooter shirt. Like okay. I'm just anyway. Okay. We'll Go talk ahead. about that after okay. the pod, maybe. But Go ahead. Um, I just want to rock something. All brand new Iron Rapport Stereo Podcast Butter Soft yes. Sucker Shit T-shirt, Butter Soft Disruptive Behavior T-shirt, the Hard Body Karate T-shirt, and be on the lookout for the young shooter shirt coming in uh, summer 2018. The Stickman Collection. Yes. The Full Iverson T-shirt. Are, all are, are you doing like promotions now? Districtlines.com forward slash I am Rappaport. Okay. That's Districtlines.com forward slash I am Rappaport. Uh, they're all butter soft. You you see, I'm wearing classic Gringo Mandingo T-shirt right it's now. It's so funny. Okay. So anyway, so yeah. so so what I was saying was a lot of my friends they they like to you know, they don't like to, but it's a problem for them that they skied off too soon. Right. Now it lately I haven't been. Skeeting. I've mm, been lasting a long time, which has been good for them. It's been good for them. And, and you know, I've heard that like, oh my God, that was great, blah, blah, blah. But you didn't pop off. Skeet, whatever. I don't skeet. say it. That's not my word, skeet. but you could say it. You, but, oh, so they're saying, oh, uh, did you skeet? And you're like, no, I didn't skeet. I didn't. They know that. And, and, so if, they're, if I'm the girl and I say, I'm just role playing here, like not yeah. literally. If I say, oh, did you skeet? And I say, no, I did I mean, she would know, like she knows, but... But so I, I was. So they say, did you skeet? And you yeah, say, I say no. And, and I say, it's, and sometimes and well, why they're like, didn't you yeah, why didn't you like, am I doing something wrong? Am I, it's not you. And, and, and I will blame this on my medication that I'm taking. Oh, what do I've you I've been want? taking some medication. Oh, oh like an um, antibiotic situation. Yeah, yeah. It's an antibiotic situation. And, and I think it's kind of giving me a weird effect, but um, I'm lasting a long time, which so has the been qu- nice. So the question is, is it better to, to stay strong in the pocket? Yeah. Or inevitably skeet. I, I would say it's better to... Can a skeeter skeet? The question used to be, can yeah. a shooter shoot? Now it's, can a skeeter skeet. even actually skeet? I, I can. Um, <laughs> no, just, not you, but oh. in general, theoretically, like, can a skeeter skeet? Yeah. That's that's the question. That is the question. Um, You could hit us up at IamRappaportPodcast at gmail.com. You know where to find me on Twitter. You know where to find me on Instagram. The question of the day is, can a skeeter 
Skeet. Uh, Or is it better to just stay in the pocket for nine innings? Um, I say it's better to stay in the pocket for nine innings. Okay, I understand. Well, we'll hear what the people have to say. That's a, that's a very very important question, and and I'm sorry that this medication is having this effect. Uh, although it might be, it's in beneficial. some ways it's good, yeah. beneficial, but in other ways it's like, what are we doing here? Because inevitably, it's like a marathon. Even a marathon, you want to cross that finish line, and that's the problem. Where I'm like, I feel like I'm, cr- I feel like, oh my god, I'm about to hit the ribbon, and then it's like the oh, ribbon's the not fuck? there. Not, yeah, it's not there. Well, I'll tell you something. Sure, there is uh, something going on. Uh, with men that are having erectile dysfunction of all different kinds. I don't have that, but yes. I know. I was just segueing. Okay. It's not all about you, D. No, 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 but it's an interesting segue to go it's from not my about you. problem It's not about you. I'm, I'm, it's, this, this isn't the fucking, this isn't the, the, the Dean podcast. <laughs> no, it's not. But What's it, the name of the podcast? It's called the I Am, I Am Rappaport, Rappaport Stereo, Stereo Podcast. There are men that are zapping, yeah. zapping their loafs. What? Okay, now I have a stun gun. <laughs> I'm very open about this. I have a stun gun. There is a procedure called Gaines Wave. It zaps tens of thousands of sound waves through a man's penis to improve blood flow and enable erections. No. Nope. Okay, so people that can't get it up, they're having this is a serious thing, and I'm not uh, making fun of it. Because listen, you could go through things, you could be on medication, anything could happen. Health is, is a serious thing, but they're essentially giving themselves mini stun gun treatments to wake up the, the loaf, to reinvigorate the pipe. It's like doing a, like, like what, a what are those things? Like a clear, exactly. You know, it's like shock it's like therapy. A, it's, it's shock, the shock therapy. I'm all about whatever they want to do to get it going. But to me, it's like, man, if I just like accidentally rub up against a couch, I'm like, oh, that could hurt. Well, I'm letting you know the therapy is available in a bunch of practices in New York City and several more nationwide. If you are having problems uh, uh, in any way, shape or form with your, uh, with your, with your, with your uh, loaf, with your loaf. Or, or your fuck game, anything. Um, check it out. Look it up. Gains Wave. They zap tens of thousands of wattage. Have, have you done it? I haven't done it. I'm just reporting. It just sounds it. like it. Like maybe it would be. Something My man, you I could haven't do. done it. But if I if I did do it, I'm, yeah. there ain't no shame in my game. I'm not. I'm making this if about I get you. To a it's point your where podcast. I need, you brought fucker, it up. If I need to get to, if I get to a point where I need that zap, that good zap, you might I'll, be getting there. I'll, I'll do it. Okay. What else we got? Uh... You can eat the chocolate chip cookie during the uh, podcast. It's a long podcast. I'm just trying to get comfortable, right? I'm, I'm, uh, I don't I'm want hungry. you eating during the fucking podcast. We're on the set of uh, Atypical on the craft service. People. It's incredible. They make cookies Good. every day. I haven't been eating any. Um, <laughs> right. Because I've been on my vegetarian thing. Sure. And staying away from dairy. Yep. That cookie has dairy in it. Yep. None, none for you. I don't want any. Um, but don't chew into okay. the mic. Me I mean, put, you could do it. Just I'll, don't I'll don't, don't chew into down, the fucking man. mic. I'll put the cookie down. Why don't you just do not chewing the mic like a fucking, okay. like a dog? Okay. Um, I want to give a shout out to uh, Kellyanne Conway's husband. Cockeyed Kellyanne Conway's husband. I don't know how this works. In my opinion, this should be a sitcom. Um, Miles, also, you might notice there, we turned on the air conditioning. Miles is going to have a fucking shit fit. It's real It's life. fine, it's Miles. We're dying in here. Um, we're trying to catch this flight to New York. Um, I had to turn on the air conditioner. As I told you from the beginning, we're not in the, the cushy uh, gloom tomb studios. So Kellyanne Conway's husband, George, Georgie Conway. Uh, I call him Georgie. He doesn't like Trump. And obviously, Kellyanne Conway does. I swear this should be a... a how does that work? I don't know how it <laughs> works. And not only does he not like Trump, he tweets at Trump last month 
Forget what I do. Forget me calling him Dick Stain Donald Trump. Forget what my man Scott Dworkin does. Forget what my guy Big Ron Perlman does. Cockeyed Kellyanne Conway's husband, Georgie. Georgie Conway, last month alone. What did he say, though? 200 tweets. Like, like you he, saw? Like, if I, like, I mean, I don't need to read them because we don't fact check here, but I just wanted to give him a shot. I don't know how this works. He mocks the president. He mocks Trump. That's a conflict of interest. That's a conflict of interest. His wife is like his number one Gestapo. You would think that Kellyanne would be like, hey, Georgie, sweetie, can you fucking delete that Twitter? Because you're ruining 200 of them. Me. You're ruining my whole like, thing. If, like, I'm surprised that he's never retweeted me, to be honest with you. Like, he'll... Yeah. Like, he, if, if, if somebody talks shit about Trump in a probably in a more articulate way than I do, my man Georgie Conway, he will retweet it or he'll follow up on it or he'll add insult to injury. So we kind of like him. I fuck with Georgie Conway. I also want to give a shout out to Roseanne Barr, Whitney Cummings, friend of the I Am Rapport Stereo Podcast. I like her. Roseanne Reboot came back. How do you feel about that? 18 and a half million viewers. I think it's great. Okay. Okay. I think it's great. Um, I think if a, if a show from the past uh, was primed and ready to come back now and do good, it, it would deserves, be Roseanne. Yeah. Because number one, it's a timeless show. Number two, the the conventional sitcom is sort of like a relic. Number three, she's so polarizing. Number four, her. her character, you know, apparently is a Trump supporter, and I just think it's just great TV. So eighteen and a half million. Views the first week. It'll probably dip down a little bit because premieres tend to do that, or it might go up. Roseanne has broken records in the past, but it just goes to show how much television has changed. Oh yeah. When 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 Roseanne was in its original uh, prime, forty million people a week. Because at the time there was no Netflix, there wasn't the streaming not. services, there was no cell phones, and you just watched television. Mm. You'd 40, have the TV dinner, you'd sit around the TV with your family, and that was what you did. You look forward to that at the end of the day. Forty million now hit shows bring in like six million. Roseanne smashed that shit. Eighteen. Eighteen and a half, and that was just who watched it live. That's two thousand seven numbers. That's big time business. So I'm happy for Roseanne. When I used to do stand up comedy, Roseanne was. Always a supporter of mine. Now, I wasn't that good, and I didn't do it for that long, but she I remember wa- being at the improv doing stand-up comedy. She'd be in there with Tom Arnold at the That's time. That's sick. In the corner, she'd be, hey, 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 hey. And then when I come off stage, she'd be, you're so funny. That's Keep sick. It. So I, she was I like cool. Tom Arnold, too. I've met him a few times. Tom he's, Arnold's he's a nice actually guy, too. A nice dude. Yeah, where the tape's at, though, Duke? Yeah, yeah, where the tape's at, though? Where, where the fuck the tape's at? Tom Arnold, where the tape's at? No, 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 we don't want to turn on him, but, you know, where the, but fuck, where the, tape's where the tape's at? at? Where the fucking tapes at, Tom? I, I want to stay focused. Tom, wh- okay. where the tapes at? Right. You said you got tapes of Donald like, like, Trump where talking greasy. Where the tapes yeah, you at? You can't just say that. What are you going to re- re- release them when he's out of office? It's like being like, I know who shot JFK and then just like where letting the tapes it sit at on that? Yeah, where Do they you at? You know where who shot JFK, yeah. where the tapes where, where at? Where are they at? Um, Joe Biden, I understand why you said it. You're, you, you, you're a leader. Um, you're an older gentleman. You're a classy guy. He's now pulled back. He said, I shouldn't have said what I said about fighting Donald Trump. We reported it a couple of weeks ago. Um, you know, he said, back in my days, I would have taken Trump outside and beaten his ass. Oh. I'm paraphrasing. Well, he's not the, you know, vice president anymore. But, but, and, then it tur- and then Donald Trump came back and said that, you know, he, he could give uh, Joe Biden that work. Anyway, oh. Joe Biden is saying he shouldn't have said what he said. I don't want to go down in the mosh pit with this guy. I should have just left it alone. Joe, fuck that. Uh, Double down on that shit. 
double down on that shit. Okay, yeah. I understand you're an older guy. I understand you're a former vice president. I know you might be running for president of the United States. I get all that. But in my opinion, double down on it. Okay. okay? When they go low, smoking Joe Biden, you go fucking lower. Miles Jordan, this brings me to what I said was coming. Inevitably, everybody knew it was coming. Let me get that Willie Hutch. I'm just going to jump into this. You hear it. That's a G. Moody beat. It's that Willie Hutch. Laura Ingram. You fucking animal, you. Laura Ingram, the Fox News reporter. Who during the Republican National Convention. I saw it. I know what a Nazi salute is. You chicken head, you. Damn. At the Republican National Convention, she threw up. A Nazi salute. She saluted? She saluted. And then flipped it into a wave. But I saw the salute. That was your natural inclination. Your natural instinct was to throw up a fucking Nazi salute at the Republican National Convention. Mm. I don't know how the fuck you got away with that. Cut to about six weeks ago. Seven weeks ago. She infamously said LeBron James, Kevin Durant, and other athletes shut up and dribble. To which I said, Laura Ingram, why don't you shut up and dribble these nuts? Oh, shit. That inevitably wind up got me suspended off of Twitter. That inevitably wind up got me suspended off of Facebook. By the way, by the fucking way, Playboy Magazine and Will Farrell, I'm going to get to you about Facebook. Okay? Because you, you, you're running scared. And now Laura Ingram... This dusty old Botox broad with her fucked up face and she legitimately is cockeyed. She came out talking shit against a high school student and not just any old high school student. One of these kids, one of these survivors of this terrible Parkland shooting. She was mocking him and teasing him because of the colleges that he hasn't gotten into. He hasn't gotten accepted to. Damn. A 4.1 student, 17 years old, but more importantly, a survivor of a terrible incident that will change the course of his life. The kid that has sort of been the most vocal with the, the, the March for Our Lives campaign. He's been the one doing, and you're talking shit, Laura Ingram? What the fuck is wrong with you? That's fucked up. Who do you like? You dusty old chicken head, you. Who do you like? You don't fuck with basketball players. You don't like the high school kid in Parkland. You fuck with Dick Stain Donald Trump. But let me tell you something, Laura. Your president in chief, he don't fuck with you. He don't like you. You're just a follower. You're just a fucking follower. You think this is going to lead to some primetime talk show? You really think America wants to see your fucked up grill in primetime, Laura? They need to fire this animal. You, you sloppy slob, you. You're giving Fox News a bad name, Laura Ingram. You're you're, you're ridiculing and teasing a 17-year-old? Any 17-year-old. And this, she's apparently a mother. 
Imagine this is your mother. And some people might say, well, Mike Rapp, you do the same thing. You do the same thing. Well, then listen to her podcast. This is the Iron Rap Port Stereo Podcast. You hear the theme music. That's the Willie Hutch theme music. Damn. She... Yeah, go go hang out with the Nazis. It ain't the 40s anymore. You ain't putting us back in the camps. You ain't fucking cooking me, bitch. You're not cooking me. I'm having Passover this weekend. You ain't cooking me. You ain't fucking doing any of that shit to me. You, if I see that salute, if I was her child and I saw that salute, I'd change my fucking last name. It's fucking Passover. Show some fucking respect. Show some fucking respect. It's not only is it Passover, it's Easter weekend, and then this pig... This animal, and it has nothing to do with her looks. This animal, this dog face, Laura Ingram, she issued a, a half-hearted bullshit apology because people started backing out. Sponsors started pulling out, running for the hills. So this dog, she issues this apology and says the best that she could do when all the sponsors are pulling out, and probably Fox News probably said to her, you must do something. She says... On reflection in the spirit of Holy Week, I apologize for any upset or hurt my tweet caused him or any of the brave victims of Parkland. Oh, so shut you're the only fuck apologizing up. because it's the Holy Week? Right. And your sponsors all fucking pulled out and, and everyone recognizes you're fucking not. You're not apologizing because you were like, oh, fuck, I fucked up. No, of course no, not. No, you're doing it because it's the Holy Week. You, you sent the fucking tweet. You sent the you fucking tweet. It. You're, you're a fucking grown-up. You're an adult. You're, you're a grown woman. You know what the fuck you were typing. Listen, go wrap your fucking grill. Go get a full Botox redo. And mind your fucking manners. It's fucking Passover. It's the holy week. Listen, that's not why you apologize. You apologize because you said some fucked up shit. Even I know that. And you, and you chose to do it on this fucking weekend of all, all weekends. You're going to do that? Laura Ingram, they need to get rid of this animal. Once and for all. They ain't gonna get rid of She's her. She's bad for even Fox News. She's an embarrassment. And you know what we say in Hebrew? Oh. Ashanda. That means shame in Hebrew. Ashanda. What else can I say? Yeah. So, Facebook. I already said this. Will Farrell, Playboy Magazine, all these people that are complaining about your privacy being it's a compromised big deal, bro. by Facebook and all that. Then stay off of Facebook. Yeah, dele- they're deleting it. Okay. Right. But they're trying to get a movement for everyone to delete it. 50 fucking million people's shit Then de- 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 delete off, delete social media altogether. No, because, inst- because it wasn't just Facebook. And it's not just Facebook. And I get it. And, I, and I've read up on it. And I'm trying to really, truly understand it. And I would ask you to explain it, but I don't think you're nope. smarter than me, and I don't think you could explain it any I'm better. I'm smarter than you, but I'm not mm. going to explain it better. What'd you get on the SAT, fucko? I got straight A's, but I got terrible SAT scores. Okay, that's but that's. So, went to so college. the question: Did you is, go to college? No, no, no I'm, I have a question. Did you go to, to college? No, I didn't go to college. Do you have a BFA? The fuck is that? Bachelor of Fine Arts. <laughs> you you have one? Yeah, I do. In you, film producing, Chapman University. You, you have a BFA, Dean? No, I have a BFA. It's done nothing for me. I'll tell you that. Okay. So who's the smart guy? Me, me asshole. Me. No, me. Uh, oh, the hypocrisy just can't stop, won't stop. So this woman uh, in New Yorker magazine, the New Yorker magazine, the coveted New Yorker magazine, all the, all the Me Too movement and the Women's March and the We Want Our Equal Rights and all this shit. This is fucked. This is some bullshit. And I tweeted her before you even told me about this. And I, I, I grilled her too on Twitter. 
So this writer, her name is Naomi Fry. Mm-hmm. You know, Ben Affleck, you may have seen it, you may not have seen it. You know, he goes through his ups and downs, he's divorced. But he's been, it's been an ongoing joke, sad Affleck. He's got this terrible back tattoo terrible that he got. Terrible back tattoo. I mean, it's really I mean, insane. it looks crazy. And, and, and that's fine. But That's fine. You can make fun of that. But, but for this woman reporter in the New Yorker magazine, which used to be like a coveted yeah. magazine for highfalutin, well-written articles. No, this is hipster this, millennial shit. Yeah, it's some hipster millennial bullshit. Not New York magazine, the hipster manifesto. New Yorker magazine mm. has been also taken over and being ran into the ground by the hipster elite. <laughs> she wrote this article all about Ben Affleck. And let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. If this was written by a male writer. 100% agree with you on About this. like a female actress like Jennifer Aniston going through a spiral and a divorce. And maybe she's got an old bad tattoo. Oh, and she was caught on the beach, you know, being a little bit out of shape. That's it. She, the guy would be fired. So, and she had said about Ben Affleck, she said, because there's a photo of him on the beach with his gut out a little bit. And she said, you know, maybe in France, this looks good and it's, and it's attractive. But the Homer Simpson-esque look is not... Uh, appealing to people out here. Naomi Fry, I don't see any crowds around you. No. There ain't no and crowds you go look around, around you. you. go take a look at her and she's, she, yeah, she's the one to speak about this. I, so, I, so, I so if we start going in on Naomi Fry. Which we won't. Which we won't because we're some, above that. We're above that. Even though sometimes even when they go low, I'll go higher. I, I know. I know, but you, I don't. Na- Naomi Fry, ain't nobody checking for you. Imagine, seriously though, imagine. Let me see you on the beach. Imagine. Let me, let me, let me, Naomi Fry, let me see you on the beach. I don't want to see her on the beach. But yeah, but she's a, talking shit no, about I, ben, I, I hear you. Ben Affleck. To me, it, it, like you said, if a woman had, or, sorry, if a, if a guy, guy wrote this, this about Jennifer Aniston, they would lose their job. Said, that might be attractive out in wherever, but in America here, having that extra couple pounds and, and, and people, and all the other women on there are like, good for you, Naomi, good for you. I wrote her a tweet and, um, I fucking grilled her ass too. I, cause I feel the same way. People would be up in arms if She's it was the other way around. She's a true blue, snotty hipster fuck. And I'm not even gonna get into the way she looks. She's got balls and all the way, everything that were equal rights and treating people equally, all this shit. For her to take her time to Bullshit. write an entire article, basically just shitting on the way Ben Affleck carries himself and looks. Shame on you, Naomi Fry. Making fun of substance abuse, all hey, this type of shit. You four-eyed fuck you. Yeah. All right, listen. Moody's not here, but the show must go on. Okay? I hate that G. Moody's not here. Like I told you, I'll see him in New York. But we got to do what we got to do. Miles Jordan, please cue sick fuck of the week music. <laughs> This award is earned, not given. It's called the Sick Fuck of the Week. This guy's really sick. Lock him up. How could you do it? Don't let him out. Damn. You fucked the dog? You what? You fucked the dog? Why would you fuck the dog? Why would you fuck your girlfriend's dog? What? Sick fuck. The Sick Fuck of the Week. It's earned. Earned. Not given. You did... What? No. 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 No! Yes. Sick fuck of the week music. It's a sick fuck of the week. It's the award that is earned, not given. It's the award that is earned, not given. Dean, have you ever been with me uh, doing a sick fuck of the week segment? Of course. You have? Yeah, man, I've been here since the beginning of the podcast. What do you mean? Like, fucking I just didn't rookie? know if you've ever been on. Yeah, I've been on f- it. Yeah, hell yeah. Well, you should it. have a little bit more uh, like yeah. appreciation and humility. I do. I'm not trying to talk over the whole thing. 
I'm giving you your intro. It's a sick fuck of the week. What do you want me to say about it? First sick fuck of the week. I mean, this is really sick. Okay. Really, really sick. A mom, a mother of two, blends her placenta into a smoothie. I heard this. And feeds it to her family. What? Like, yes. Like on purpose? A 33-year-old mother of four children. Come on. Nine, six, three, and a nine-month-old all had the pleasure of drinking their mother's placenta that fucking child smoothie. Abuse. That's child abuse. She mixed it up with berries and coconut water. Nobody wants to drink. This, ain't, this ain't fucking medicine. You ain't going to put some pills in some pudding and it's going to be all tasting good. This ain't dinosaur times. This the is fuck is you gross. doing? And what is the point? What, what, what is oh, the it's going to make them healthy. No, How do no, you know? No, no, How no. do you know it's going to make them healthy? You don't know it's going to make is them healthy. Is that what healthy? she said? Yeah, it's like, oh, it's good for them to eat. And the father took it too? I don't know where that fuck is. Where is the father? He should be the sick fuck of the week for, yeah, for, for letting the mother shit. give his four kids placenta smoothie? Someone should call child services on that fucking woman. That's disgusting. That's a true blue sick fuck I of mean, the week. I mean, that is, what the fuck times are we living in? Second, Martha's Vineyard. You ever been to Martha's, Martha's Vine Vineyard? Martha's Vineyard. No, Martha's Vineyard, not Martha's Vineyard. Martha's Vineyard. Martha's Vineyard. Yes, I what went with I my say? family. You said Martha's Vineyard. Oh, you, you, you went with your family to Martha's Vineyard? Yeah, I did when I was a kid. It was incredible. It was beautiful. Okay, Nobody wants right? to get in the whole trip uh, story I'm not going with on you. The trip. Nobody cares about the whole you trip. You asked me. But what, what's going on in Martha's Vineyard, man? It's just, Nobody came to hear the whole thing about know, your trip when you went to Martha's Vineyard. What, this is the sick fuck of the week segment. It's a peaceful place. We're, we're, Award-winning sick fuck of the week segment. No, we know that. But what happened in Martha's Vineyard? A man rented out his home. Okay. Okay. Nice. Um, what is it called? Um, Airbnb. Airbnb. That's nice. In Martha's Vineyard. Right. While he was gone. Yeah. The people that he rented his house to. Okay. Used his home. To shoot a no-no. What, what? A motherfucking porno. Oh, shit. Okay. Imagine you rent your home out to Airbnb and people come in your home and shoot a no-no. And while you're scrolling around, you know, on Pornhub or wherever you are, <laughs> you like, might be looking at your fucking, <laughs> you might be looking at your crib. They might be streaming that shit live. And you know what I say? It ain't a no-no. It's a yes-yes in my book. I think the real winner is the guy that rented it. He going in there going, fuck yeah, I got, I'll pay for the cleaning service. Nah. He's doing his business and he's yo, in now. That is, I say that's, a, that's, that's dope. Airbnb, yo, hold your head. Check your people. That's dope. That ain't dope. And the people that rented it are the sick fucks mm. of the week. Finally. Finally. This is a sick fuck slash no good judge in Brooklyn. Straight out of Crooklyn. Oh, God. Brooklyn Supreme Court Judge Justice Vincent Delguichi. Today, Junior. Vincent Delguichi. During a high-profile murder case, the judge has been vaping. Uh, it's legal. Not in New York City. Not if you're a fucking yeah, judge. A you judge. can't vape. How about fucking focus on your business? Yo, homeboy's not vaping some. Uh, what is it called? Like when you're when you're trying to quit smoking. He, he's vaping that good that hey, good wow wow. He's stressed out. Bro. Not 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 weed. Yes. In the fucking yes. Gym? I thought it was like just eating. They don't know what the fuck. Yo, yo, my man is on that oil. My man is on that oil, stroking his goatee, vaping. You about to go from judge to fucking 
defended it in the court. Yo, my man, imagine your life is on trial. And you look up there and the, he's doing it right in the <laughs> You right know in, you're fucked. You know your life is in shit. Vincent Delgate. Vincent Delgucci. Del Just call him fucking Vincent. Judge Vincent, you sick fuck you. Arrest this judge. Lock him up. I say if you can get away with it, Nah, you it. can't, no. No. Like, I was with you on that first imagine, sick of the imagine, week. Imagine if the defendant was doing it. Imagine if the lawyer was doing it. Imagine if anyone else in the court, yeah, imagine if the bailiff was doing it. Imagine if the stenographer was doing it. You know, imagine like, if anybody else in the courtroom was doing it. Unacceptable. Listen, it's the I Am Rapport Stereo Podcast. Listen, coming up next, the founder, the CEO of Slam Magazine, okay? We're debating Slam Magazine's top 100 player list of all time. Who made the list? Who should have made the list? Who doesn't belong on the list? Some of the most iconic covers and Slam Magazine history and so much more. This guy founded the magazine. My guy, Dennis Page, coming up next on the I Am Rappaport Stereo Podcast. All right. I Am Rappaport Stereo Podcast. I have the founder, the publisher, the CEO of Slam Magazine, a staple of all things basketball, NBA, high school, college. Dennis Page, who I just recently met at the NBA All-Star Game where everybody meets everybody. Um, I appreciate you coming on the uh, I Am Rapport Stereo podcast, Dennis. Hey, man. Uh, I'm honored. I'm a big fan of yours. Um, am I still referring to you as the champ? Are you still the champ this week? I know oh, yes. You're, yes. Still the, you're still the champ. Okay. And, and you know what? I, I, I got to tell you, I appreciate you even asking. I appreciate you asking, and I understand why, why you would ask it. But listen, until we lay down the microphones of the I Am Rapport Stereo podcast, we will only be champions okay uh, so the fact that you asked me you just softened me up cool so you guys just put out i guess it's sort of obligatory the top 100 greatest nba basketball players of all time you you listed them um you broke them down this is a conversation it's a never-ending conversation uh my first uh question is how did the list come about who are the people to have a say in it, and how does it get broken down? Because if one person says, like, Magic Johnson made number three on the list, explain to me how this list was sort of curated. All right. I mean, the reason we did it now, back in 2011, we had done a thing called the Top 500 Players of All Time, which uh, got a lot of notoriety. It was really an impossible task. Um, we had a lot of old heads involved. Um, I think we favored a lot of the older players at that time. Mm -hmm. And um, I recently reacquired the magazine. I had sold it in 2000. I just bought it back. And it just like a light bulb went off and I, you know, to my staff. And I was like, hey, it's time to do another top list. But forget about that 500. It's ridiculous. It's impossible. Let's do the top 100. And uh, personally, I think it's the greatest debate in all of the world, certainly in sports, you know, uh, top rapper, best rapper, uh, best boxer. But I think this is the best argument in the game. Mm -hmm. So, um, you know, it came about we it is not my list by any stretch of the imagination. Um, it is the staff's list. Um, everybody on the staff, there's about, you know, 17, 18 people now. So they come together as one vote, one list. 
And then for the first time, we went outside and pulled together 11 other people from all kinds of uh, places. One of the top guys is my main man, Scoop Jackson. Scoop, yep. Scoop uh, I don't know if you know him personally. Scoop, of course, of course. Yeah, everybody Scoop knows is my Scoop. man. He was very instrumental in launching Slam with me back in uh, the mid-90s. Um, we reached out to Shea Serrano, who's a huge fan of Slam. So mm-hmm. we said, you know, let's jump on, Give let him do his 100. Uh, Rick T. Lander, another yep. friend of Slam, um, author of Heaven is a Playground, arguably the greatest basketball book ever written. Uh, yep. Spencer Didwitty, who's a local guy with the Nets, does some podcasts for us. Jay Billis. Now, how did he? How yeah. did he come on there? Like, I like him as a player, but like, it's just a random up and coming NBA player who plays for the Brooklyn Nets. Again, I like Spencer. I like his game, but like, how did he come about on the list? Because you're you're talking about all these other <laughs> sort of people that are associated with basketball. Then you like, boom, we got one NBA player. Nah, he's just he's a friend of the family. Uh, he did a bunch of podcasts with us, and okay. you know, it was a bit of a scramble. You know, it's a it's a new ish company. Not not Slam is not new. But, you know, we're just doing a lot of big things now um, in the last six months, sort of an overhaul of, of the brand. So, we, you know, I admit we scrambled, but, you know, he seemed like a cool dude. Uh, Billis, we picked Brianna Stewart. We certainly wanted to have a woman uh, represented. We picked a high school player, uh, Nasir Little, uh, kid, kid going to UNC. We got Shaq, um, Jesse Williams, and uh, Stefan from the Open Run podcast. Uh, Trey Young, you know, who we just recently did a cover with, Rob Perez. So, yeah, hey, we could have had, you know, uh, GMs, but, you know, we shake it up. We don't do things the typical way at Slam. How did the voting go? Like, how did it get scaled down? Like, if everybody everybody can't have the same list. No, no, everybody put in their 100, and then we created this algorithm, everything being equal. So we added up. So that's, uh, what is that, 12, 11 people, 11 outsiders. That's 11 plus our list of slam. That's 12. We gave everybody, uh, you know, the hundredth person probably got one point and so on and so forth, added it up and boom. And then I think, you know, uh, I think there was a leaning. If there was a, a tie or a push, I think we went with the younger guy over the older guy. I just, I got you. I'm not a stat guy. I, I don't care about stats, but a lot of the staff does. So they count rings. I don't give a shit about rings personally, mm. but that mattered a lot. Uh, stats. Um, I'm only about the eye test. And then, you know, we sort of wiggled a little bit, but it's pretty mathematical, you know, to be honest. Right. And that's how it hit. Okay. So I'll share just a few of the, the top players. Obviously, uh, Michael Jordan was number one. I have questions going back to, to him. So then we had number two is LeBron. Yep. Um, and I'm not going to give the whole thing because this is a great, if you love basketball and you love this conversation, this argument, uh, you, you got to get this issue. It's a special issue. Number three is Magic, Urban yep. Magic Johnson. Number four is Kareem, uh, uh, formerly Lou Alcindor. They talk about when he was Lou Alcindor. Number five is Kobe. Um, and number six is Shaquille. So, like, all these names. My first question is this. Was Michael Jordan the consensus number one? I'm pretty sure. I can't speak absolutely, but I think, yeah. There was, in the staff, there's a a lot of LeBron, uh, you know, favor. LeBron is the number one. You know, there is Mm. a shift. There are a lot of young guys, um, and they just really feel that LeBron is the guy. Um, I think, you know, when it came to, the numbers and the stats, I think Mike is still the guy. 
personally, I, I'm not going to speak for the whole staff, but to me, it's Mike is still number one. You know? I, I agree. Yeah, it's not even close. And we love LeBron. But um, I mean, he's ridiculous. Yet. Yeah, no, no. He's sick. Yep. Now, what has been sort of, you know, we have everybody in here. We have Bob Cousy is is at 38. You know, Kevin McHale is at 40. Dominique's in here. I mean, George Mike and see now, now I wrote a book, okay? It's a soon-to-be New York Times bestseller. Okay. <laughs> it's called This Book Has Ball Sports Rants from the MVP of Talk of Trash. Now, I, I talked uh about Dolph Shays. Yeah. I talked about Bill Russell. And let's be honest here. Okay, Dolph Shays, I'm a Jew. He's a Jew. He was a Jewish giant. Uh, I went to his basketball camp. But, you know, is is Dolph Shays a better player than even if Kawhi Leonard never played basketball again? Dolph Shays is ranked higher than Kawhi Leonard. Or we could say uh, Joe Dumars or Kyrie Irving. How did we decipher these old school dudes with their so little footage yep. on like Dolph Shays, George Mikan, Bob Cousy, in my opinion, no disrespect. And it's not because he's a Celtic, because he's a New York guy. I never seen him dribble with his left hand. Yeah. You know, like, I mean, how, how do we sort of, you know, mix up the, the past generation going back to Cousy, 50s and 60s, to even the guys in the later 60s, Bill Russell, who I know all about his life. I know everything he's overcome. I know that he's the most winning basketball player in history of basketball, high school, college, Olympics, and all that stuff. But at a certain point, like, we have to sort of take in consent. Like, look who he was playing against. He was playing against fucking Dolph Shays. Hang tight. This is, this is the hardest part of the whole thing is I've been around a long time. I won't, I'm not going to tell anyone how old I am, but. What are you, like 70, 80? You sound I'm, young. I'm like 75. But okay, here, here's 75. the thing. I'm really the only one on the staff that has seen, not necessarily in person, but all the games on TV, uh, even, you know, the late part of Will. So the real question is for all the old guys, like I'm the biggest Oscar Robertson fan in the world. Okay. So, uh, Dr. J. So I watch footage now, you know, I'm on YouTube or something like that. I don't know that any of those guys, and I'm going to get crucified for this by some of the older heads, but could any of them hang now? Um, I know for a fact that Wilt could, Bill Russell, um, but if you look at Oscar footage, like, could he even get off now? And, and, you know, Oscar, you know, I apologize if you're out there listening. I mean, he is the most fundamentally sound player, um, you know, certainly that may have ever played the game or of the guards. Mm -hmm. I don't know that they're fast enough to even play. And then we get into the whole defensive thing. I had recently um, hung out with Isaiah Thomas and, you know, we had that whole debate and like now they don't play any D the hand checking and all that. So the answer is nobody knows, um, right. you know, Dolph shaves. I agree. So they, that's where all the stats came in. Um, I have a good friend, got of, you. you know, a good friend that, swears Koozie is the best guard that ever lived. I and, will not accept that. And, 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 I, and I, I agree like I said, with you, man. I, I will not accept that. There's guys on 12th men on the bench in 1992 that never got any run that are better than Bob Cousy. And it's just the evolution of man. It's the evolution of the athlete and, and all that stuff. I mean, it, that's why it's a great argument. It's a great debate. And that's why it's, it's so great that Slam Magazine, uh, you know, did it again with the top 100. Now, what has been the player... Um, that made the list 
that's been scrutinized the most or you guys have taken the most flack? And who's the player that didn't make this very extensive uh, uh, top 100 list that uh, you guys might regret? I think the, well, two things that, you know, just out on Twitter that uh, created the most stir was the cover. Okay, so the cover had, a lot of people thought it was the top 10. So we got a lot of shit for putting Iverson on there and not putting Kareem. So the the cover is not the top 10. Um, It is just, we tried to show a mix. So Iverson is our guy. Iverson is symbolic of the slam era and everything we've done. He is our guy. So we had to put him on the cover. So somebody had to go. We didn't want to have too many players. Got to have Mike, got to have LeBron, got to have Kobe. Uh, Russell is, you know, just legendary magic. We wanted to put Steph Curry on. I think, um, you know, he's the most debatable. I think we had him at 19, I believe. Um, I think he's revolutionized the game, you know, as a guard. I agree. You know, but like Isaiah is higher. Isaiah is just one of the baddest guards that ever lived. But Steph is impactful. So, again, he's young. He's part of what we do at Slam, so that's how he made the cover. So we did get a lot of shit for leaving off um, certain players, mostly Kareem. And, okay. And, and Kareem comes in at number four. Um, actually, and then I think the consensus is the list is pretty tight. I think, you know, people were pretty favorable on it. I think as a staff and for me personally, uh, we left off Anthony Davis, to me, mm. is, is a bad slight. So – it's a bad when they when it came down to it. I think they cited a lot of um, you know his career has been uh, injured, a lot of injuries rather. So I think that was the determining factor, but not a good look for us. I think Anthony Davis is probably better than Dolph Shaves. Hmm. <laughs> I would agree, and and I think that yeah. you know Anthony Davis, uh, you know, is arguably better than Jack Twyman. Okay, I, uh, and I love Jack Twyman. I mean, he and took, who doesn't love Jack? He took Everybody care of Maurice Jack Stokes, Twyman. man. Right? Do you hear from the players when you put a list like this? How you you've had these players, so many of them, for so many years, from when they were high school players yep, to when exactly, they were you yep. know make the cover to you know when Allen Iverson. Did you hear any feedback from the players? You know all these guys. You've dealt with all these guys in one uh, capacity or another. Did you Have you heard any chirping like, yo, man, I should be a little bit higher, or why is this guy ahead of me or any of that stuff? I, we didn't get much on this. We, we got a lot of crap from Mello when we do, we do the top 50 every year as a countdown right before the season. Um, two years ago, we had Mello, I think, at 19, and he, like you said, he was chirping. He was not happy about that. This coming season, we had him maybe like at 22. He didn't say anything. But they don't, I don't, I think people, the players specifically, maybe don't pay much mind to this. So, uh, you know, that's a good thing. I think fans, people like yourself, they get all hot and bothered. But um, uh-huh. yeah, no, nah, it's, I don't think the players probably don't care that much. So there's been so many iconic Slam magazine covers. Um, I mentioned the Iverson with the Afro. Um, you know, to multiple LeBron covers, to multiple uh, Jordan covers. What would you say are the quintessential, I'll give you five, and I know you're leaving some off, but it, in your head, the, the ones that caused the most brouhaha, got the most sort of excitement, just as far as the images that have been on the cover of Slam, what are, what are five uh, that stick out the most to you that got, you know, the most feedback or, or excitement or even, you know, ridicule? Yeah, I'd say um, without a doubt, the most iconic cover was the Iverson 
uh, Soul on Ice, um, by far. That that is Slam. Um, you know, that was a crazy day. It took about eleven hours to pull it off. We blew his hair out. Uh, had the Philly uh, throwback jersey. So that's number one. Nothing else even close. Were uh, you there for that? I was not, but I do. Okay. Re- I do remember. Uh, I think I was at the movies or something, sitting there, and in classic AI style. Um, he was at that point, maybe six or seven hours late. Um, Uh and and we just hung out and eventually he showed and just, you know, that was a a great moment for us and really put us on the map. Um, so that was by far the best for, for me personally, um, the Steph KG cover showbiz and KG cover when they were both, um, on the T wolves. That mm-hmm. one, that was a great cover. The Sebastian Telfair LeBron cover um, mm. w- was amazing. What was disappointing, we were the first magazine to do a feature on LeBron, but SI was the first magazine to do him as a cover. Mm. So we kind of- Do you of, regret that if you, if you could oh, go back in time? Absolutely, absolutely. I don't know how we missed that one because we knew all about him as a sophomore. Uh, my editor, one of my editors at the time, Ryan Jones, was all over it um, and just had it. I don't know how we missed it. Uh, you know, one of my uh, real big disappointments here at Slam. And then we popped him on the cover and he's been on the cover 22 times. So he's been. Jesus. our uh, Yeah. And then Kobe's like number two around 19. Um, who else? Let's see. I'm just looking at him now. Um, one of the biggest um regrets was a grand hill cover why (laughs) grant as a rookie um we really thought i mean the magazine business then was a little tabloidy um so you're always looking for that dope cover line that will push it over the top and we had grant as like better than mike Ah. so so that really bad um that's been another embarrassing moment for me not much to brag about Oh, then the, what do you call it? The, that rookie cover in, I guess it's 96, the 96 draft. Ready or not, here they come. So that class is, let's see, Steve Nash, Jermaine, Kobe, Steph Marbury, Camby, Ray Allen, Curry Kittles, uh, Antoine Walker, great cover. Mm. Uh, this, the second time, I think, was our second rookie cover, but also what was most, um, Interesting about that was Iverson did not show. So that was that rookie um, indoctrination he used to do. So I think he maybe showed up for a few hours and then he uh, bounced. So no Iverson on that. So that was great. That's funny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a classic moment. And then also our first Iverson cover um, that I did when he was at Georgetown. Oh, okay. Uh, Yeah, it was my first college cover and sold really poorly. So that was, yeah, yeah, yeah. No one really knew. It was Iverson split with uh, Ed O'Bannon, who was at UCLA. Sometimes we we do two or three covers and they were um, pretty disappointing. Oh, this Clippers cover. Yeah, with with, uh, uh, Lamar. Yep, Lamar. I love Lamar because we all grew up around here with him. So Lamar, Elton Brand, and Darius Miles, they swapped out jerseys, um, had them on backwards. So uh, that was great. And then, you know, the, oh, the, the LeBron high haters. Okay. He was a great cover as well that he finally won, um, you know, championship. So in this day of sports, uh, media 
and online and Instagram and everybody's an expert and everybody's got a podcast and you know there's all these rinky dinky uh, quote unquote sports media sites and all this stuff. How does Slam? you know, continue to thrive, continue to stay, you know, uh, important and continue to like, you know, be, you know, for basketball lovers, you know, be the place to go because so much has changed since the magazine, you know, the inception of it. And obviously, you know, like Toys R Us just went out of business because everybody's buying their toys online. How does Slam, you know, stay important? That I mean, that's our biggest challenge. Um, like I mentioned earlier, um, I had started in 94, sold it in 2000. Um, it had actually been, I kept running it. It had been sold about, I guess, four times after that. And it was just part of bigger uh, media companies and really not being invested. So I had the opportunity uh, to buy it back to really properly invest in it and give it the investment that it needs so we can compete. So we still have the magazine. It, it still works. Um, what's interesting is the players um, mm. love the magazine. Um, mm. Part of our rap is that any player from a high school kid, Zion Williamson, we just had him on the cover. Um, we have Donovan Mitchell coming up. I mean, these mm. are these are guys that are just so honored to have that cover. And truthfully, that cover has more impact than any Instagram post, any Twitter post, any Facebook post. I mean, that stuff comes. It's gone in one second. But that right. co- that cover has like a lasting um, power and permanence that you you really can't compare. Do people still go out and buy the magazine? Uh, not like they used to, but our circulation is actually you know pretty strong. And you know, hey, look, it has the posters, the big pictures. Kids hang it up, but you know, it is not our main mo at this point. I mean, we're we're you know we're about making video telling stories. Um, we have a high school mixtape channel, uh, slam high school. That's doing phenomenal. Uh, we have a, a kicks channel. So we're, you know, posting uh, footwear every day, all day. We'll be doing our first game in August here in New York. First all-star oh, game. Dope. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's a lot of things to do. We'll be doing, um, a slate of original shorts, you know, five to seven minutes, um, you know, more in-depth storytelling on, Anything in basketball, it could be from, you know, a playground legend to a high school player. I mean, are you know, like you said, there's a lot of quick hits out there, but I think ultimately we can become, you know, the basketball destination, the best place like we used to be when, you know, we were the Internet before the Internet. You could not get this stuff anywhere but slam. You know, kicks in high school, playground dudes, Joe Hammond, Pee Wee Kirkland. So, uh, you know, we can now translate that over to the digital space. And, you know, we're confident, um, you know, we will do it. We have our voice that, you know, some of the competitors try to bite, but I don't think they they can do it. You know, we're, you know, we're an an original, so. Uh, you know, I feel very confident. Good, because I, I mean, it's such an institution of basketball. Uh, yep. Slam is, is such a, an important, uh, you know, play. It's a important destination, you know, online yep. and, and the actual magazine. Now, tell me this, because you know so much about basketball. I got two questions. The first question is this. What high school players that are graduating this year, besides Zion Williams, who the entire world knows about, you can mention him, 
Give me five names of high school players that are going to be playing in the NBA in two at the most three years and that are going to live up to all the Instagram hype uh, and everything. Because, you know, when I was growing up, I watched Kenny Anderson play basketball in New York City from 12 years old. Yep. And then I saw him make, you know, uh, Sports Illustrated, and it was a huge deal. I would say uh, R.J. Barrett, you know, he's going to Duke with Zion. Um, I think R.J. is a quintessential NBA player, so I think he's a lock. Um, Zion, like you said, I think Cam Reddish is ready. Um, you know, he'll be at Duke also. Um, I think those two are a lock Zion for sure. I think Bobo, um, he has a long way to go, but, um, I think he'll certainly, uh, be a lottery pick. Mm -hmm. Um, you got, and then maybe Keldon Johnson, um, going to Kentucky. And then after that, I don't know. It's not a great class. You know, it's as you talk to people, it's not, um, you know, you see a lot of kids on Instagram that Jordan, well, Jordan McCabe and uh, Mac McClung, you know, getting millions of views. But these are not necessarily the best NBA ready players. Um, so I don't know. I don't, um, you know, I don't want to say I, I don't know that there are five guaranteed lottery uh, high school lottery picks. Well, if you can remember i'm throwing this at you this is off the cuff you know Go if ahead, you could remember w like in a high school class where you were like this is the best high school class that lived up to all the expectations well, what year was that if you could remember um i'm trying to think um i was at what maybe it's it's when steph wait, was kg's class uh, because I went, you know, again, I'm not a, that tight with my years. It all just blurs for yep, me. Yep. But I went to um, Sonny Vaccaro, um, had a, a thing out in Detroit called the Magic. It was Magic Johnson Round Ball Classic. Okay. So, so that class was KG, um, Vince Carter, played in that game, Paul Pierce. Wow. I have the jersey. Um, that was a pretty tight class. Um that's the one that stands out the most to me. Trey Young um, has been the talk of the college season, um, you know, with, with his numbers. It's sort of, you know, slowed down uh, towards the end yeah. here. Who's going to be the rookie of the years next year? Like, obviously, Ben Simmons this year, um, you know, he's a redshirt guy. Um, we have a very good uh, rookie class with Donovan Mitchell uh, representing New York, yeah. Lonzo Ball, all the hype and craziness that's been around him, um, and, and, you know, the De'Aaron Foxes and all these. Who are going to be the guys next year that are going to make an impact uh, in the NBA? And who's going to be the Kyle Kuzma? Who's going to be the guy that no one's talking about? He's going to fall late in the draft that everybody's going to regret. So let's see. So Trey, I, I think Trey's a lottery pick. Um, you know, he's certainly had a rough uh, last seven games. The number one pick will be, um, what do you call it, DeAndre Ayton. Okay. So they were, they're talking today like, you know, he's a man among boys. So I think the consensus is that he'll be the first pick coming out. Michael Porter um, is still super high, but he hasn't played all year. So that remains to be seen. I love Marvin Bagley. OK, I think Bagley is ready. He'll definitely make an impact um, after that. I think it's wide open, um, you know, talking about Jaron Jackson from Michigan State, 
Um, you know, he's good. They got Bamba at Texas. He didn't blow me away this year, but he's up there. Uh, Luka Don, Doncic, who I've never seen play one minute. Um, Wendell Carter at Duke. Um, he's tight. Colin Sexton, a little undersized, but, you know, you saw what he did at Alabama. Trey, I would love to see him go to the Knicks, you know, change a lot of uh, things for them. But I don't know about Trey. You know, he's a little short. Mm-hmm. And then after that, you know, it's wide open. You know, you talk about, you know, Kevin Knox, uh, Mikel Bridges at Villanova. After that, is this a great class? Again, I don't, I don't uh, particularly think so. So I don't know. All right. And then after, yeah, after that, we talked about the high school kids. All right, Dennis, listen, this is good information. I appreciate it. Um, I appreciate you coming on the championship podcast, uh, the I Am Rapport Stereo podcast. It's an honor to have you on talking all things slam, uh, the history of slam. Um, you know, next time you do a list, you know, no disrespect to the guys. Uh, you're, you're on No it. disrespect you are- to my guy, Jesse Williams, and the Open Run Podcast. Guys, Jesse's my guy. I played ball with him. You know, we're, we're both SAG members. But the next time you do a list, maybe you come see me, and I give you a little bit of that, that, that truth and reality serum here, and I won't pull any punches. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. No disrespect I, to those guys. I guarantee you will be one of the voting members. All right. And if I ever have a like a board of directors or something, I got you. You will be on it. We will, you are part of uh, the spirit of what Slam is all about. Keep talking shit. <laughs> um, I, I'm, I'm glad we didn't get into it and we agreed on pretty much everything. So, um, you know, it's an honor. Well, I appreciate it. I mean, Slam Magazine is everything, and I'm going to keep rocking with you guys. And uh, Dennis Page, publisher, CEO, the big shot over at Slam Magazine, I appreciate you rocking with the Iron Rap Poor Stereo Podcast, and I'll talk to you soon, my man. All right, man. Be Thank well. You, Dennis. All right, what can I say? Dennis Page, Slam Magazine. Everybody should follow all Slam Magazine on social media. They got high school. They got college. They got the Slam site. They're, they're, they're just anything that has to do with basketball. Um, I appreciate you coming on the show, Dennis Page. Shooter. Yeah. Thank you for rocking with me. Do you appreciate me coming on the show? Like a more of a burden. Okay. But you held me down. We got it with Schedule Crunch. G Moody, last name rhymes with duty. Yo, I got the directors, the documentary that I am freaking out about, Wild, Wild Country. Yes. The two directors are coming on the I Am Rapport Stereo podcast next week. Meta World Peace, Chauncey Billups, DJ Premier. Fucking all-star. So much more on the I Am Rapport Stereo podcast. Miles Jordan, take us out with something funky. Take us out with a smacker. Shooter, thank you for rocking with me. Thank you. Uh, We came, we saw, we conquered. Have no fear. The I Am Rappaport Stereo Podcast. Yeah, we're here. Yeah. Thanks.